Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News, coming to you on July 4th, 2023. I've got your charity week two bachelorette recap and some other news. All this and more on today's Bachelor Rush Hour. of the national anthem. We call it the Star Spangled Banner. We're going to get into some of the different stories happening out there. There isn't too much going on right now. And by the way, I'm recording this from Palm Springs in the desert. 117 degrees yesterday. That's right. Whose idea was it to come to the desert? Either way, going to go sit in the shade of a nice pool, read a book, and relax today. That's what I'm going to do. So not much else going on in the Bachelor world. We do have your YouTube video up of the recap. I'm going to give you the audio version of that here, and then we'll get into some other stuff. Hold on. Let me turn this off in the background. I'm not really great when I record um, mobily. I'm not good with my sound mixing. I don't have all of my equipment with me, but we'll get to it. We will get to it. Um, and by the way, did you know this? The uh, national, uh, the um, uh, of course, 4th of July celebrates America's independence, but it wasn't as clean as we remember it. How about some history? Someone asked this question in an article. Was the last battle of the American Revolution fought in India? A growing number, uh, number of historians think so. Um, Le, uh, Kathleen Duval, professor of history at the University of North Carolina, was uh, arguing her point. Americans and almost all historians of the U.S. until just recently focused almost exclusively on the Revolutionary War within the 13 colonies that rebelled against the British. But focus was almost all on Massachusetts and Virginia. But in just the past decade or two, historians have broadened their focus and started to write about the Revolutionary War as being, as you say, a world war. Scholarly works back that up. In 2018, Smithsonian Books published The American Revolution, A World War, a collection of essays from 17 authors from eight countries that gives a multifaceted but coherent account of the American Revolution's international geopolitics, according to a review in the Journal of American History. So basically what this means is you too, in other countries listening, can fly... Um, you know, can fire off some fireworks and blow off a finger or two because you said, I don't need to read the rules. The next thing you know, you're looking down the barrel of a, uh, you know, a giant explosive device. All right. Either way, uh, happy Independence Day to everyone out there. We have some fun facts we'll get to. And like I said, second half of this uh, podcast will have the, uh, you know, uh, the actual recap here. Fourth of July in D.C., National Mall fireworks show nearly $270,000 to light it up. So, of course, every year there's a different size 
size budget for the different fireworks. According to federal records obtained by TMZ, the big fireworks show put on by the National Park Service will cost taxpayers $269,000, with Garden State Fireworks once again getting the honor of lighting up the D.C. sky. That's a pretty nice uh, government contract there by Garden State Fireworks. I don't know. How do you even how do you even get into the, uh, the uh, statewide firework game? You know what I mean? Do you have to do, like, county fireworks and work your way up to the federal level? So either way, TMZ broke the story. The price tag for the same fireworks last or in last year was $278,000. And um, it looks like President Donald Trump, his firework show was $320,000. The highest price in recent years appears to be 2020's show, which cost $350,000 when the pandemic forced a move to Mount Rushmore. Uh, can we just see? CGI some fireworks is it worth that much money? I mean, imagine being a homeless guy in the um, you know the streets of DC, and the only time at night you get to see some uh, light there in the dark alley is when the the and by the way, this is a dark metaphor. It's a dark episode right now, but it's like you're just watching a, over a quarter million dollars get blown up in the sky, raining ash down on you. And if you think, Dave, are you are you being flippantly making fun of the homeless? No, I, I'm setting a picture for priorities in our country, and I think it's weird. You know, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it's me living in um in Southern California where don't get me wrong. Everyone shoots fireworks off all day long. Literally, the fireworks go off at 3 p.m. in the afternoon, and I go, no one can see them, you jackass. Quit scaring my dog. But, of course, fireworks, I mean, for a litany of reasons, are just not good. And they're just not good. Uh, I know they're fun to watch. I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer for anyone out there. I Look, if a firework goes off, I watch it too. Trust me. But at the same time, living in a dry climate now, a firework could set off literally a wildfire that could destroy, you know, a whole city. But either way, uh, but it looks good on our Instagram photo. Oh, can it? All right. We can all just throw some drones, you know, put those drones up there. They don't cause any problems. Problems. All right. Speaking of problems, porn star Adriana Chechik uh, says she's the Elon Musk of porn. She turns to artificial intelligence after breaking her back. And you guys might not remember this story, but she was at some Twitch conference or whatever and did a stage dive into what was supposed to be a foam pit. But right under the foam was hard cement and she literally broke her back and now she's collabing with an ai company forever voices ai to introduce the adriana chechik ai companion users will be able to have explicit conversations with a robot who sounds identical to adriana and is personalized to their interest based on advanced algorithms and machine learning we should get this for bachelor rush hour so you get to have an exclusive conversation with your boy dave neal here make america dave again right uh maybe uh, i don't know it could be uh, it could be an explicit conversation conversation i could uh, mansplain to you well you know if you really want to get good at golf you need to, you know if <laughs> maybe you'll like some of that all right you know i'll tell you what let's do this let's go to our first um uh, sponsor break right now and then we'll be back with some more fun facts about independence day we'll be back right after this you know, unlike stand-up comedy where I have instant feedback from an audience, when I make these podcasts, I don't generally know if I'm being funny, if I'm being unique, if I'm being uh, wasting your time or whatnot. But I did receive some nice comments yesterday when I was talking about uh, playing Monopoly with your family and your your dumb dad who doesn't know how to like handle his emotions flips the board, right? And someone left a comment saying that it was uh, very funny stuff. So, hey, who knows? I'm just rambling here, folks. We don't have too much content to make today, but I do appreciate your time and I do 
value you and I try to give you the most authentic version of what I can do out here, which is sort of read the news as uh, as uh, slim pickings as it might be. All right. So here's some fun facts for you here because I know you've been wondering, Dave, what are the fun facts of 4th of July? Number one, there have been 27 different versions of the official U.S. flag from 1777 to 1960. Out of these 27 changes, 25 of them were made only to the stars of the flag. Since 1818, the number of stars on the flag by law must always reflect the number of states in the United States, with new stars added to the flag on July 4th in the year following their admission. The last was Hawaii's star after it was admitted in 1959. Very interesting stuff there, folks. There are numerous celebrations of U.S. Independence Day abroad. Oh, celebrations of the U.S. Independence Day happen in Denmark, Norway, Ireland, in Sydney. But to be fair... I, I must interject. The Irish will f- look at any reason to celebrate. They're like, oh, yeah, Independence Day, sure. We'll party. Hey, we do the same thing. In Denmark, the Rebeld Festival rings in the festivities with a picnic in music, regularly drawing crowds of tens of thousands. Fourth uh, of July is a big day for consumer spending. This year, Americans are expected to spend $9.5 billion on food alone, and in 2022, revelers spent $2.3 billion on fireworks. Spending on the holiday used to be a faux before the Civil War, it was considered unpatriotic for businesses to remain open on July 4th. But as you guys know, we live in a capitalistic hellhole. Who's not going to remain open? But I tell you what, no one is no one's more of a believer in what is possible in our great nation than your boy Dave Neal over here. I mean, I've, I've made a living making YouTube and podcasts and stand-up comedy. I get to tell jokes on stage, and you guys can laugh or not laugh. And how, how's that for a lifestyle worth living? But, you know, America... And all it wants to be isn't quite there yet. And this isn't a battle cry or rallying or, oh, we, you know, oh, why are you complaining? You should move to Canada. This is just, look, we have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And as we pursue all of these ideals for our country, we have to recognize that we're just not there yet. And that's okay as long as we're acknowledging it and moving towards that freedom. Freedom for all, not just for you or for me or, you know, freedom for people to not be shackled by medical debt that they might have. Or, or unable to get out of a food desert, living in a part of the country that doesn't have access and affordable housing and proper meals and things like that. That's the world, and that's the state and the country we should want to live in, is a country where we all have equal opportunity. We all have equality of, you know, in, in, in a chance to all find that, not just because our daddy served as, as a, you know, some stupid, you know, role in some college or some nepo baby BS. Like we should all have the chance to find that freedom uh, and in that uh, prosperity in our great country. And that's what 4th of July means to me is that pursuit. All right. Well, I'm pursuing a sponsorship because it's capitalism, baby. And today, sponsor is Bachelor Rush Hour's favorite sponsor, Microdose Gummies. Am I allowed to say that? They've been here the longest. An incredible entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. Oh, you get a little anxiety from those firework displays out there? That's all right. Pop an edible. Microdose is available nationwide, and to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code RUSHHOUR to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. Again, microdose.com code RUSHHOUR. That's what helps me sleep when I go to the hotel and they don't have my custom pillow that I like, pop an extra edible. That's where I'm at, folks. All right, without further ado, here's my week two recap of The Bachelorette. 
All right, let's jump into it. Charity's first group date. The boys are getting ready. She's got a group date. She's got a one-on-one. Um, there's cowboy hats, earrings, scarf. They really just nailed all the different looks here. A very diverse cast. Don't want to be on a group date and get stuck with a chilly neck. You don't need a cold clavicle out there. You don't know what it's like, folks. It can get very chilly out there, and you need your clavicle to be perfectly room temperature. All right, so Jesse roasts Braden for his scarf. Who wouldn't? Uh, and then uh, they announced the first one-on-one date goes to Aaron B., uh, and um, let's get into that. There's a red convertible. They do their thing out there. Um, you know, uh, it's, uh, you know, a reality. Steve said it looked just like driving with Dave. Is this date ripping off driving with Dave? Dave Neal, I think the most interesting part of this drive is trying to look at the $8 gas prices. Well, I don't look at gas prices anymore now that I drive an electric vehicle. I'm an EV snob. But if you do want to see a real Driving with Dave episode that's more than a couple minutes long, my interview with Tammy is out now, getting great reviews. Some some people are shocked at some of the things she said in this interview, which I wouldn't be because it's Tammy, but there she is. All right, so let's go back to, uh, and by the way, if you enjoy a good roast, um, I have my new roast up on the Patreon, the roast of Katie Thurston. I only included my clips, not the other comedians, because some of the jokes were wild. But anyway, I'm not going to share with you right now what joke this was. I'm just going to share the response from the audience. This was the joke I made about Katie, her cat, and John Hersey. And that's just the response. So if we go over here to Instagram, which I wasn't ready for this, but I'm just going to show you. Um, it was called the American Comedy Club. But I'm going to show you right now the response from Katie's face, which, by the way, you just can't make up here. We'll get to the recap in a second. But here's Katie at her roast, right? And then here's the face she made after I told the joke that you just heard the response to. Here's the face right there. So if you want to see the joke, uncensored, only on Patreon. Don't put it anywhere else. Don't spoil it and share it with the Reddit or anyone else. There it is right there, Katie's response. I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. Okay, let's get back into it. So anyway, the, after the after the episode here, we'll have Tammy uh, video. You can go watch that. And then so she's on her date. They do the Hollywood, uh, you know, red convertible at the Hollywood sign. A lot of, um, you know, uh, charity says Aaron makes her feel like the only girl in the room. And she goes and uh, she's like, haha, he makes her feel like she's got zero competition. You don't have any competition, Charity. You got 20 men acting like foolish barbarians because you are the only girl in the room. And it doesn't mean we don't love you, but it uh, takes away the dynamics of proper mating. Uh, they go to the most obnoxious spot in all of Los Angeles, Nick Files podcast studio. <laughs> Who said that? Did someone write that in? Uh, the Hollywood sign, the viewing location. So anyway, here's the Hollywood sign. You guys might remember back in the day we used to do a, a show called Hollywood Posers. Here's just a quick clip from the same exact location that Charity's at. Here's where charity is it's normally like a public viewing spot of the hollywood sign where all the you know weirdos go to take photos here's a quick clip Ooh, take a look at this couple over here dave amazing a nice flowing sundress on this 98 degree day absolutely she's sparing no expense she really came to play today now training the most popular shot of the hollywood sign is going to be the platter shot That's all right the so you, you know you guys know where you can go find that so anyway some hollywood poser content we're going to tie in here and let's get back into the uh, uh recap here charity says aaron makes her feel like the only girl in the room we got that charity says aaron's parents had a similar experience as her oh that's really nice charity says 
her her parents had the similar excuse me Aaron's parents had a similar experience to her parents wouldn't it, wouldn't this be the worst parent trap horror story of all time turns out they're twins separated at birth they found out by playing tonsil hockey with each other on a convertible charity says she has the best surprise ever and then of course they hike to the back of the Hollywood sign highly illegal don't do this they of course had permits you don't want to do this uh, back at the house the bros are chilling in the hot tub and discussing who is there for the right reasons charity and Aaron's evening dinner is at a beautiful theater. Lauren Elena performs, of course, from American Idol. Where's my Lauren Elena photos? Are they in there somewhere? Anyway, no, we can't find any. All right, I must not have deemed them interesting enough. So anyway, here she is. Um, a charity nearly breaks down in awe of Aaron, sharing his feelings for her. Then they have the group date next. Sun's out, buns out. The group date's happening right here. Uh, Speedos and sports cups. Jesse introduces beach dodgeball, fourth annual Dodge Bowl. Aaron says, I can't believe we're doing this when Yosef has a daughter at home. Of course, where's that photo? It's in here somewhere. Either way, you know, you know, oh, here it is right here. No, that's not it. We lost it. It's gone. Here it is. I can't believe we're doing this when Yosef has a daughter at home. Full circle meme moment. That's right. The show only a few years too late jumps on the bandwagon and chef's kiss to them. Okay. Xavier's dominating for the pink wins it big. By the way, Jesse Palmer is so much better at this type of date. The fun group date. Jesse Palmer is so much better than Chris Harrison was. I'm sorry. I, I thought Chris Harrison was fine. I wasn't on the whole. Jesse's way better, but Jesse's really coming into his own. All right. So then uh, Xavier wins and Caleb the wrestler wins it for green they goes back to a tiebreaker pink wins overall MVP is the women standing around the court getting pelted with the balls oh my gosh could you imagine that they literally decided to use women as shields so they didn't have to go run after the balls when they got you know thrown overboard so pray for this lady right here who took a nice one to the elbow hopefully that's not her writer's arm um Anyway, uh, Adrian from Green Team. Yo, Adrian! Wins MVP and joins Pink Team for the after-party evening portion of the group date. Charity makes it known she doesn't want any guys there who just want a spring break. And I'm like, why not? It's free drinks. Let them, let them party. John gets the group date, Rose. Same old story. Guys have fun while waiting to go on the date, then get accused of being there for the wrong reasons. It's like, listen, if I'm not on a date with Charity and I'm stuck at a mansion, I'm hanging out in the hot tub too. I'm doing stupid, you know, dives. I'm having a contest. Oh, Dave's here for spring break. I am until Charity gets back. Let's go. Somebody get the tequila shots and let's party. All right, so Joe, So then they do this marathon date, right? Let's jump over to the, mar uh, to the marathon kissing date here. Let's see if we can find it. Hold on. They all win there. So here we have Rachel Reccia and Gabby Windy from last season's Bachelorette. Um, I have one thing in common with Charity. They're also not with anybody yet. Uh, Back at home, Brayden pulls a Yosef and says he felt that the boys... Okay, so hold on. Before we get to that, uh, where's the kissing? Let's go to the kissing right here. Okay, so you got these guys. They do this marathon kissing, longest kiss in Bachelor Nation history. How about the longest relationship? Why don't they do that? Why don't they try to break the record for the longest relationship? Dude's making out with their hands. Uh, that's not good for um, spreading disease. Then they tell Charity about their best kiss story. Joey wins, gets a marathon kiss with Charity. Where's that one? There it is, marathon kissing. Um, and uh, the dudes have to watch. They break the record and go 
another minute, four minutes and 25 seconds. If I was charity, I'd say, you know what? I want to be, I want to make this kiss so obnoxiously long. I want them to never try it on air again. And then they just kiss for two hours. Just go for it. Gabby and Rachel announced that Joey will get a one-on-one date tonight. Sucks to be the other bros. Uh, back at the home, Braden pulls a Yosef and says he felt that the boys were disrespected. Yeah, that's what you don't want. You don't want the whole, uh, no, these guys, they deserve better. It's like no one needs a union rep here, Braden. Uh, he says he doesn't think he can have a relationship with her. So then uh, they decide to do a barbecue in lieu of a cocktail party. Braden has his bags packed, chats with Charity. He says he felt so bad for the guys. I don't see how this conversation was productive at all. Uh, Charity's like, well, glad we had this chat. I'm like, what just happened? Charity says he was being vulnerable and opening up. I feel like Charity is very charitable with how she's judging that conversation. So then we have Adrian explains his point of view of his issue with Brayden. Adrian relays to Charity that she was called classless. And it's like, all right, rewind the tape. Did, was she called classless? Did I miss something? Jesse tells the dudes that Charity found out some upsetting info. Jesse does a good job of playing that dad role. And he's like, Charity's not here. She found out some upsetting information. And we're like, dang it, Jesse. Why do you got to say it like that? Jeffy, Jesse giveth a cookout. Jesse can taketh away the cookouteth. Other dudes are pissed because they didn't get to talk with Charity. Then Adrian defends himself as being the honest guy. He's like, yeah, I talked about it. I'm just the honest guy. I'm telling you how it is. And then someone else says, you could have just stayed quiet, man. Anyway, Rose uh, ceremony starts. Charity has a speech. Incredible week, but annoyed about how, uh, about what she's heard. Adrian and Brayden both get roses, setting up for a future two-on-one date. No rose for Spencer. And who are the other uh, hooligans that didn't get a rose here? I had it written down somewhere. You know, it's just too early in the season. It doesn't really matter is the point. Either way, what do you guys think of this episode? I'm going to have some more content. Not too much, but uh, some light content for you if you're driving to or fro anywhere. So I'll have Bachelor Rush Hour for you today tomorrow we'll get back on a semi-regular content schedule although to be quite honest i know and you know not many people are watching youtube today so rather than fight the algorithm i'm just going to go have a couple drinks by the pool and read a bad novel does anyone have any beach pool novel recommendations let me know something john clancy something you can fall asleep to and then wake back up and you know you ever read a novel and you're like 17 hours later and you're like i don't remember what happened for the last two chapters i was daydreaming the whole time that's how I read. That's the old ADHD novel reading experience for me. Um, and then what else do we have going on? The ticket links for my Seattle show are almost out. Um, I just got the sort of semi-finalized version of the ticket link, so I'll have that out for people soon. No Patreon today. We will be back tomorrow as I'm recording here from the desert. All right, so now you know where I'll be. I'm, I'm hanging out in the shade at one of those pools in Palm Springs. I tell you what, you wake up early. You get, if you get up after 8 a.m., you got to run down to the pool and you got to get your towel ready or else some, you know, some weirdo with his seven family members is there with his own music. And it's like, bro, they're already playing music. We don't need your music on top of their music. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's one of those places. But either way, it's going to be very nice and relaxing. And that's what I need today is to go read a book and just get out of the social media world. There ain't any content on here, folks. Look up to the sky. Enjoy the fireworks. Know they cost a lot of money. And let's not forget uh, to you know, uh, tell our family we love them. That's all I can tell you. I'll be back tomorrow. Everyone enjoy the rest of your 4th of July holiday. And, uh, and uh, if you haven't already and you want to support the Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. You can go there and catch my roast of Katie Thurston. Um, it hasn't been leaked into any other sources yet. So I appreciate those that are in the Patreon community to keep it there. Because, you know, the 
these these roast jokes can be kind of brutal, so we don't want people to hear them that aren't paying to hear them because they might get offended, and that's not for them. And that's okay, folks, but either way, I appreciate all of you that have joined the Patreon and checked it out. We'll be back tomorrow on Patreon with a private live stream uh, in the morning when I make my content. I do these live streams, and you can uh, you know watch it or be a part of it. And anyway, it's kind of fun for all of those that work from home or have a lot of time to kill. Uh, it's like having a friend. It's like having a co-worker, folks. And thank you so much for another uh, fun episode. I will see you all tomorrow. I've been Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. Yeah.